0: In Florida, a man and his monkey are arrested after a car theft. In South Dakota, a chief deputy is run down during a 115 mile per hour police chase. And in Venezuela, boom. And a Venezuelan moped gang in New York City causes havoc. These stories and more are coming at you today. Lundy Graw. Monday, Monday, February 12th on Real Life Real Crime Daily,
1: and I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Everton, And I'm Mike Agavino, and I can barely move. I bet. I <laughs> bet. A long carnival weekend, right?
2: I thought about bringing an IV in here today. Yeah. Liquid IV? Yeah, I, had, a I IV, so people.
1: I can just one time I get had something pumped into this body so I can
2: continue to function.
1: One time in Vegas, I had two of them back-to-back. Still didn't help that much. Really? Yeah. I mean, it was better than nothing, I guess. I
2: there's, a, there's a local company, actually, I'm talking to them, uh, mm-hmm. that wants uh, wants us to get uh, and, those and treatments, v- wants v- to come in and yeah. do it on the show.
1: Yep. And the uh, then we drew they straws and I got the short one, so they'd They, 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 they the burnt. Uh, uh, you should be at the Zulu Prey getting catching me a coconut, yeah, that's man, right. That's the big man, deal. I try not to catch coconuts. Well, they they uh, I think they banned them uh, from throwing them because insurance reasons people getting hurt hit uh, some, some asshole, oh, so man, but anyway. Lundy Grawl, and let's get down to some true crime for
0: Monday. We got a good one straight out of the gate coming out of Florida, y'all. A man was arrested for auto theft, and when they arrest him, he gets out of the car and he has a small diaper-clad monkey clinging to his chest. Got a monkey. Uh, They arrested him after he drove a stolen car into a ditch, and investigators say that Cody Blake Hessen, 23, took the vehicle from a driveway of a St. Petersburg residence. Uh, The keys to the unlocked auto were actually on the floorboard of that residence. Hessen then drove the car about 35 miles to uh, a Tampa suburb where he drove off the edge of a parking lot and into a ditch. When the sheriff's deputies detained him, uh, there was a leashed monkey attached to Hessen's pink polo shirt. That's nice. Now, since Hessen didn't have an exotic animal permit, Mm -hmm. uh, the monkey was placed in the custody of the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. The animal was subsequently transported to the Suncoast Primate Sanctuary. At one point, a deputy uncuffed Hessen so he could sign paperwork And say your goodbyes to the monkey, who was then placed in a pet carrier, but not before Hessen requested a kiss on the lips from the monkey. Mm. Uh, One deputy's body-worn camera actually recorded the entire interaction between Hessen and the monkey. And of course, we have it. And y'all, I'm telling you, of all the videos that we've posted on that Facebook page, this might be one of the best and most entertaining uh, so you have got to see it. And as for our monkey-clad car thief, well, he was charged with auto theft and was booked into the county jail on a felony charge. And he may also face a charge for possessing that unlicensed monkey. There you
2: go. Well, did he at any point say the whole thing was the monkey's idea?
0: And he tried never to, blamed it on. He the never monkey. tried to. He blame never threw it. the monkey under the bus. Uh-huh. Let's say that because
2: the monkey could get could get convicted of a crime couldn't he mm. didn't we have one of those at no, one point maybe it was say. in another country
0: yeah like so uh that. the video y'all i'm telling you it's one Aww. of the most yeah entertaining y'all. funny videos that you <laughs> yeah. will
1: ever see that was from a real incident and all the facebook page jim is talking about in case you don't know is the real life real crime daily facebook that's pages. right
0: that's right. Just
1: punch a, we'll in "real song. life for a crime
0: daily" on in the search bar, and it'll and, bring you right well, to
2: that uh, that incident. He did originate in Pinellas County, even though they they the ditch yeah. was uh, was Somewhere was Tampa. Else. He started in St. Pete, so yeah. all that's kinds, officially a Pinellas make the world thing. Go around. Um, th- those cops look way too serious, though, for that. I mean, you got mm, the monkey there. Well, sure he stole up a, a
1: car. I mean, yeah. I, you, know, you don't know if he's on or whatever. Well, you know what? I I don't think that's a death penalty offense, but let's talk about the death penalty for a minute. And I read this, and Jim, you gave it to me, but I read this because I'm interested in this. You know that. But lawyers for a group of death row inmates who have run out of appeals are expected to argue to the South Carolina Supreme Court that two of the state's execution methods, the electric chair, which is old, and firing squad which is new are cruel and unusual punishments attorneys for the four inmates also plan to argue that a 2023 law meant to allow lethal injections to restart keeps secret too many details about the new drug and the protocol used to kill prisoners execute they killed other people but anyway there are currently 33 inmates on south carolina's death row awaiting the outcome of this While there hasn't been a formal moratorium, the state hasn't performed an execution in nearly 13 years, kind of like Louisiana, after the drugs used for lethal injection expired and companies refused to sell more to prison officials unless they could hide their identities from the public, meaning the companies, y'all. A nationwide shortage of lethal injection drugs has led— other u.s states to add new execution methods to their death penalty protocols like i told you about on real life real crime original alabama just used nitrogen hypoxia a method that is authorized in the wake of a string of botched lethal injections that two death row prisoners survived. one of them in alabama y'all yeah i'm about to tell you about it um that, it was crazy. The controversial method had never been tested inside the chamber before. Alabama used it on the ex- to execute Kenneth Eugene Smith last month, but before that, they uh, Kenneth Smith they strapped him to the table and they tried couldn't find a vein on him for, for they worked for like an hour and a half. They stuck him everywhere between his toes and whatever, and they had to get him off a death row. So that's when they went to the nitrogen hypoxia, and he was the first one. And guess what? It was very successful. The controversy, so Alabama, along with Oklahoma and Mississippi, are the first states to allow execution via asphyxiation by nitrogen. And no legislation has been proposed in South Carolina to add nitrogen gas as of yet. South Carolina says all three execution methods allowed in the state electrocution, lethal ejection, and now firing squad fits its existing protocols. Courts have never held that the death has to be instantaneous or painless wrote Grayson Lambert, a lawyer for the governor's office. Four inmates are suing, but four more have also run out of appeals. The state asked the Supreme Court to toss out the lower court ruling after a 2022 trial that the electric chair and the firing squad are cruel and unusual punishments. And, y'all, they basically, they're saying, in all these arguments, to sum it up for you real quick, they're saying, hey, there's nothing in the law that says, you're not supposed to suffer, right? Thankful about what they did to the, their victims, y'all. South Carolina's current execution law requires inmates to be sent to the electric chair unless they choose a different method. Lawmakers added firing squad as an acceptable method in 2021 as part of the same law that restored the electric chair. South Carolina's first scheduled execution by firing squad was scheduled for April 2022, but the state's highest court issued a temporary or stop it from happening And Mississippi, Oklahoma, and Utah also allow executions by firing squad. And and to my knowledge, Utah is the only one that's ever used it. But South Carolina prosecutors have sent only three new prisoners to death row in the past 13 years, facing rising costs, the lack of lethal injection drugs, and more vigorous defenses. They are choosing to accept guilty pleas and life in prison without parole. Right, which just
2: overcrowds the prisons. I I don't know. If I had the— Choose, well, I'd
1: probably take the bullets and just. Yeah. The thing is, and Louisiana is a prime example. Uh, the one guy here from Livingston Paris, I did a story on real life real a crime. Uh, he's been on death row for over 40 years. Wow. And the, his partner in crime died on death row from cancer. That, um, But all their pills have been exhausted. And, you know, every time they file an appeal the parish or the county if you're not from Louisiana has to answer and it costs millions and millions and millions of dollars in, in these appeals process to put them to death why is the drug cocktail so hard to freaking get it's because know. they to found out once they, they, found, out, once they found out they were using it for to so you buy these different drugs right and they have to mix them together in right. the prison to do it once they found out that they were buying it for for that they were like shit we're not it, Pharmaceutical saying, companies don't yeah, want to sell it to them? absolutely not. Wow, that's yeah. the
2: first case of pharma turning
1: down a dollar. I can't yeah, right. Well, that's the way it is. A, so. About to start dancing state, again in Louisiana. Yeah. Shout out to Astropro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies
0: are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? it's faster, bro. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Ask the pro and Go. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigel, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seen more health issues with the dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. didn't know that could impact your dog's health. This 20-minute video is packed full of tips that I've already started with my dog, Phoebe. I'm noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to BadlandsFood.com R-L-R-C and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S. Food dot com slash r l r c. Wow. Um,
2: okay, I when I decided to do this story, I didn't expect to have a blood alcohol level remaining of yeah, 0.26, right. but uh, <laughs> but I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna give it a go. Um, Jim and Woody work really hard to keep me in check and focus me away from stories that aren't actual crimes and to steer me away from controversial or political issues. The next story involves illegal immigration and some of the negative consequences our cities are suffering as a result of the massive wave of illegal immigration over the past few years. This story is not about placing blame. I do want to share a personal story so you'll have some perspective on why this story is particularly important to me. My family on my mother's side came from the city of Bari, Italy to the United States in 1918. They were poor. They could not afford to bring the entire family over at once and so my grandfather would send whatever money he could back home to Italy to the remaining family there and people would come over one at a time as uh, as money was raised for them to do this and they would go over to Palermo and take the boat from Palermo my mother's family and indeed all of the italian families and Many other immigrants around the world at that time came to this country for the opportunity to work and to earn a better life than the one they had in their home country. There were no government entitlement programs for these people. They came for the opportunity to work and to earn. Much of the Italian wave came to the country between 1880 and 1920, attracted by the opportunity to participate in the construction of many of the New York City bridges and tunnels, most of which still exist today. But in the early 1920s, the bridges and tunnels were largely built and the government decided they didn't need any more Italians. And that's when they uh, put the Immigration Act of 1924 into effect. And what that that act did is it went back to – the 1850s, 1860s, and set quotas for countries based upon how many people were coming over from that country back at that point. The net result of that change in law meant 80% less Italians were allowed into the United States post-1924 than had been allowed prior. And the result of that was that families that intended to reunite in the United States uh, in full were prevented from doing that. The families got split and there was no way for uh, for those left in Italy to, uh, uh, to get here. My mother was one of only two of the seven children in her family that were actually born in the United States. The others were all born in Italy. Two brothers she never met drowned in the East River before she was even born. They managed their way onto a ship in Palermo to uh, come to Ellis Island, but they had no papers allowing them to immigrate. So they knew once the boat... Uh, docked at Ellis Island, that they would just get sent back home. And so they decided to take their chances and dove off the boat, trying to swim through New York Harbor to land and they drowned. So um, they broke the law and they shouldn't have been on the ship uh, to begin with. And so even though they were desperate to come here and work and earn, they never got that chance. My mother was born some 10 years later. I hate the Immigration Act of 1924 because it separated a family that you know, would be together here in the country today if it hadn't been put into effect. And there's two uncles and who knows how many cousins and second cousins, et cetera, that would have been a part of things here that weren't because uh, they died. So the country didn't want any more Italians. So they passed the law. I am a big believer in legal Immigration. Immigrants built this country because they came here to make a contribution and to make a better life for their families off of their own sweat. If we can verify the identity of the person, if they are uh, if they're coming here to make a contribution to our culture and adopt our culture, I say the more the merrier. So sorry for that. But now a quick trip to New York City. Police say members of a ruthless Venezuelan migrant gang that terrorized New York City women by stealing their phones used hackers to breach banking apps. The migrants who allegedly stole wallets and cell phones from at least 62 women were pictured leaving a New York City police precinct after they were arrested in a raid on Monday. Shocking footage of one of the thefts, we'll uh, we'll post this, shows a woman being dragged by a moped by thieves trying to steal her phone. Police arrested at least seven migrants, all believed to be from Venezuela in a safe house in the Bronx after executing a search warrant. They believe the gang is led by this Venezuelan ringleader named Victor Parra, who's 30 years old. The gang employs several sophisticated hackers who hack the phones and use the devices to make fraudulent purchases and clear out the victims' bank accounts before sending the phones to Colombia. So like you saw with yesterday's robbery where the proceeds are being shipped to Miami, Houston and eventually Columbia, they're a little more sophisticated um, in that they're hacking into the phone, stealing people's banking records, etc., said uh, New York PD, Chief of Detectives Joseph Kenny. These perpetrators are part of a sophisticated criminal enterprise made up of immigrants who have recently arrived in the United States, said Kenny. This network of thieves predominantly lives in the migrant shelter system. Kenny added that the gangs were able to gain access to people's Venmo, Zelle, and other money transfer accounts before making purchases, transferring money uh, to other accounts or withdrawing cash. Once the accounts are wiped clean, they then ship the phones overseas to sell them. On Tuesday, one of the gang members, Kleber Andrade, age 20, was arraigned in Manhattan criminal court and held on $10,000 bail after he was found to be linked to 62 separate occurrences. 62 separate occurrences. I can go on. There's a link, but the sophistication level is high. There are groups that are coming over together with the the entire purpose of coming into the country being to commit these kinds of crimes. You may have seen uh, stuff exposed on TikTok in the past week where uh, uh, people from uh, from China that are coming over in groups are actually given maps with holes where holes exist in the border wall telling them where to cross then who to seek immediately and uh and given their uh, their assignments as far as what uh, what crimes to commit and so it's look it's a uh it's a big issue it's an issue touching everybody's lives uh doesn't matter which of the 50 states you live in it's a uh, it's a fact of life today and again people that are coming over uh, for a better opportunity, that want to work and want to be a part of this culture. Hey, the the more the merrier. But those that are coming over to uh, to commit crime and make these cities unlivable, and you know, with the Oakland stories and everything, California, and New York, all these stories that we end up telling on the show. This is this is the number one cause of that crime. So, um, anyway, I've said my piece. And I didn't blame anyone.
0: And, and, and,
2: <laughs> and Jim and Jim and and Woody are looking at me like, "Whoa, how'd you sneak that
1: shit by us?" Well, I mean, I agree that a certain percentage come over here to be shitheads. That's uh, uh, life. Well, if you can separate the shitheads from the good ones, yeah, no, keep I mean, the good ones, send the if shitheads an back, answer, then, then there'd be none of that. Well, let's go to Wisconsin.
0: Wisconsin, my peeps. Your peeps. And authorities in western Wisconsin arrested a man for his sixth DWI. Oh, that's a lot. After he tried to elude officers by turning off his taillights. On February 3rd around 10:15 p.m. officers responded to a reported domestic disturbance. Officials say the suspect fled before those officers arrived. Officers found the suspect, later identified as 38-year-old man from Sparta. A short time later, the release states that the man was uncooperative and fled the scene in a vehicle. Authorities then started a pursuit with the man who turned off his taillights in an attempt to elude law enforcement. Interesting. I don't know how he turned off his taillights during the chase. uh, uh, I guess he just turned off his... But if you turn off your headlights... you turn off both.
1: Well, no... When you hit the brakes though,
0: they'd swim, come back
1: on. Had his unit rigged with a switch where he could turn off uh, one
2: headlight well, maybe
1: he one had headlight. That. So when he went down the long straight area where they were selling dope, they they wouldn't think it was a cop car. Oh. So you ooh, can just strategy. You swim. could turn switches off uh and the same thing, brake lights. Well, maybe he right. did that
0: as well. And the suspect reportedly left that road and went through a cornfield. Eventually, the vehicle got stuck on an embankment and he was taken into custody. Of course, he's currently in jail. But those charges with a sixth offense DWI, let's discuss that for a minute. Mm-hmm. Sixth offense blows my mind. What What you, are y'all's I'm thoughts? I'm Did, tell, should he lose his driver's wait, rights wait, wait, for wait,
1: life? I going to tell you why. That, that's not necessarily as it seems. Okay, I've had people here uh, get arrested for 10, 11, 12 DWIs. But the thing is, that those arrests are on their rap sheets. Uh, let's, let's say... I get a DWI in Livingston Parish, mm-hmm. right? And then I go get a DWI in, in East Feliciana Parish. Well, East Feliciana Parish, to make it a second offense, DWI has to go give what they call voicanization where I, I took the plea for the misdemeanor in Livingston Parish. That judge has to read out this big, long-ass thing, what you're getting convicted of, right? Mm-hmm. And so the East Feliciana Parish District Attorney is not going to go send somebody to Livingston for a misdemeanor charge because second offense is still misdemeanor in Louisiana to get that boycanization. That boycanization has to be read to me in East Feliciana for it to make the a, a second offense. So that's how it gets way then, then I go get arrested in a third parish. That parish is not going back, even though I may plead guilty to another first offense or what have you. But what I'm saying is, they don't spend the time and the money. That's why you see people with 10, to 11, 12 DWIs until way down the line. Then they'll go back and, and get a what-all. So, it so you're made. saying it
2: re, it, it, to that's, the police, it's their first DUI in that, that location, right. and so they don't know they've had nope, 10 no, nope, No,
1: nope. nope. they they know, and you'll charge them with six offense or whatever, but the, when it gets to the DA's office, they're not sending the people to get the boy the records to be read into on for Basically, I mean, and now if it's if there's a crash and somebody got hurt or whatever, they'll do it. But but just just DWI after DWI after DWI, they're not sending it back down, so you can be arrested. Fifteen, you have fifteen charges of DWI, but it may still be a misdemeanor because they they are. They're not going back and, and reading the charges into the court record. Huh. I know it's effed up, but that's just the way that it is. I'm surprised it's a misdemeanor. I thought DWI felony. Would, it would be. It had they taken the time to go back. No, DWI's misdemeanor. It's just it's the, like the first two, and at least in the state of Louisiana. Okay. Yep, but it's crazy. No, they shouldn't have his driver's license, and but that's your legal system at work. Yeah. Red but tape.
2: but they did the Wisconsin guy. He had a valid driver's license after
0: five DUIs. You know the the charges that they charged him with were sixth offense DWI and second degree reckless driving. So right. there was no driving under suspension right. or
1: the, no driver's the, but, license but charges. When, the, so he must have had when it. they get the when they, he may have been charged five other times. When the DA gets it, because he wasn't boycanged in the lower cases, they can't make the sixth the six offense stick. see what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that, um, now, if you're a DA and you get six offense, you might take the time send somebody back down there to get all that information to read into the court records. It's just... It's a shit. It's just a... Yeah. A and shitty, I mean, this guy...
0: Loophole in the law. This guy apparently, you know, you're playing with fire here. How long before you kill absolutely,
1: somebody? Absolutely, absolutely, I agree. Jesus. I agree. Hell, we? I, I've seen it happen in, in a case. Uh, I'm not going to say where. Where the dude got a DWI and um, was released and got back in a vehicle and went down the road and got a DWI in the next parish.
0: Yeah, that yeah, is it's insane. insane. There's no excuse, man. There's, they got too many ride share apps now. There's agree.
1: no excuse for and that. And it's really, it's an imperfect system, but it's I guess it's the best in the world. So let me tell you about another shitty driving situation. And on Monday, a South Dakota, um, South Dakota prosecutors charged a Sioux Falls man with first degree murder and aggravated eluding in the death of a deputy. Deputy was struck while putting out spikes during a police chase. And you know, that's that means the police chase has been going on for a while. All the times I've had spikes put out, et cetera, and you got to call ahead and you know, you're in pursuit. Um, does anybody have spikes? And not every unit has them. And there's and, an art to that, yeah, to yeah. laying those oh, things yeah, yeah, out. And you got to rip them at the right time and yep. everything else. But the deputy was struck while putting out the spikes during the police chase, and Joseph Gene Hope. 40 was ordered, held without bail, and the death of Moody, who was County Chief Deputy um, Ken Proak, 51, of Wentworth. And the murder charge carries a maximum sentence of death or life without parole. Um, people close to Hoock, who's the a, a bad guy, I'll uh, describe him as being on a downward spiral, spiral, spiral marked by drug use and escalating threats of violence. Madison police responded Friday afternoon to a call about a man identified as Hope making homicidal threats near the business where the caller worked and police spotted his car and tried to stop him, but he hauled ass down highway 34 Chase ensued, and they reached speeds of 115 miles per hour y'all and chief deputy pro pro and I don't want to get his name wrong pro rock stopped to deploy the, um, the spike strips across the highway and That's when the car intentionally swerved and struck him um, before the car went in the ditch and flipped. And the driver, this asshole, was able to exit, able to get out of the car and ran off on foot. And witnesses tried to administer first aid. um, Whether they were on. Pretty much unsuccessfully, y'all. And one of the officers arrived, and the a witness ran after Hogan and called him and held him until the, until the cops got there. My heartfelt thank you to the witness. I know who you are. I appreciate what you did, Moody, Moody County Sheriff Troy Wellman said. Pro-Rock died at the scene, and Hoag was checked at the hospital, was not seriously injured. Um Basically, they interviewed him, and he waived his rights to remain silent. He told him he'd gone to the business to collect money owed to him uh, by the the person that called 911. And he claimed that he has problems with anxiety, panic attacks, and sometimes affect his memory. He claimed he had no recollection of running over the chief deputy. Yeah, he's full of shit. And the investigator searched the car, found THC vapes, marijuana, paraphernalia, and blunts um, and containers of cold medicine. And outside the car, they found an apparent bong and an unopened bottle of liquor. When asked about the drugs, Hope told authorities he suffered from pain and that he obtained the prescription. But this dude's full of shit, y'all. He killed this cop because he's a fucking asshole. Now, I'm not reading the rest of the story. All right? And he, except for, say, Pro a hero um, That's right. in my eyes, and he gave the ultimate sacrifice you know, to right. a douchebag.
0: Huge
2: bag, Going 115 miles an hour. Yeah. a Freaking yeah. chase. And and then deliberately running over. Yeah, the it house.
1: swerved and hit him because he didn't want his spike strips. Yeah. And then lost control and yeah. hit the ditch. And then ran. Yeah,
0: I mean, those police
1: officers have to get right up on the road. Right. Throw you know, them you know, out and you, pull them right. back. You got to do – I mean, I've done it, and, and and the car is literally passing. I mean, it's yeah. a dangerous situation. And, and he get, he paid the ultimate sacrifice to try, you know, at this dude, they've had that had not happened. He could have ran to a carload of kids or something at 115 miles an hour and killed them. That's right.
2: And uh, I guess you're trying to get far enough ahead of the car that's being chased to where, you know, they're you're laying the spike and you're out of the way before they.
1: No, you you, can't, you, have you have to, you have to you hold, hold on to it. But oh, you in, have in to In hold an lot. ideal situation, I'm not, not going to give away all the tactics. Uh, let's just leave it at that. You, the, you have to be very close. And, and in an ideal situation, there are uh, measures that you would use to restrict the vehicle's access one way. But obviously, that didn't happen in this case. I'm not going to tell you any other shithead that wants to do it right. how they're going to stop them.
2: Yeah. Oh, oh, so, okay. I would, Rest as, in I would peace. assume similar things have happened. To Rest in
1: peace. Uh, yeah, it happens all the time. And, 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 you know, they put on that badge and go to work. Never know if they're coming home that day because some idiot like this. That's right. Rest in peace. Hearts go out to his uh, family.
2: Absolutely. Well, speaking of idiots, let's go to Cali. And we're going to talk about a man who had two machetes. When he walked into an Albertson's grocery store, it's a supermarket right. in Come Southern on. California on Tuesday, according to L.A. Sheriff's. The male suspect was found standing outside the store's entrance in Lancaster, California, with two machetes in his backpack. When deputies responded to a disturbance call just before 9:30 a.m., the deputies tried to talk to the guy, but officials said he became agitated and grabbed the machetes and uh, in both hands and walked into. The Albertsons. Um, once he was inside, deputies followed him in there. They tried to uh, talk him into dropping down the uh, the machetes. He would not comply. They uh, they then tried to disarm him using less lethal options. I guess that's taser. code for taser. Um, plus P. Because witnesses confirmed that the deputies had tried talking to the man and then using tasers and when that did not work the suspect then suddenly charged toward the deputies forcing all three i mean all three deputies opened fire on this guy good for him And
1: killed him good right there. Killed
2: him good. The suspect was rushed to a local hospital where he was pronounced dead. And that's Um, No deputies or bystanders were injured. The man's name is being withheld until the next of kin can be notified. Though authorities described him as a 35 to 40-year-old white male. Business owners in the area recognized the man. They believed him to be homeless. The sheriff's office said the suspect had stabbed an employee at a local gas station earlier in the day. The uh, uh, the victim uh, uh, from when he first got there uh, was treated for non life threatening injuries, so nobody you know got uh, got good hurt thing. except the bad guy with the machetes got yep. shot up good,
0: very good. Don't bring machetes to a gunfight. That's right. Lanchester. You will lose. That's right. Hey y'all, my wife's biggest struggle this past year was fighting the symptoms associated with menopause. Hot flashes, mild mood swings, and sleeplessness. She had them all until she tried Hormone Harmony. R L R C at checkout. That's happy and use the code R L R C for 15% off today. Do you guys know what may 12th is Sunday,
2: may 12th My mama's day. That would be correct. It's mother's day. So let me ask you, do you basically get your mom the same gift every year for mother's day? Maybe some flowers, some chocolates, mm-hmm. maybe a robe or a framed photo, right. boring stuff, right? Right. Well, let me tell you about something that's totally cool and different from Mother's Day that will never wilt, spoil, or put an extra 10 pounds around her waist. I'm talking about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty unique. Cool, right? Right. Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you wish to ask. Your mom can either type a response to the email or she can record her voice if she prefers cool. to do that or she can do both. Cool. And mylifeinabook.com then compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book as well as an audiobook. And if you want and she's up to the task technically, you know, the audiobook is a is a great extra thing to be able to do. Imagine discovering stories about her youth, adventures, and the challenges she overcame. This book becomes a legacy, something you and your future generations can treasure. Your mom's given you a lifetime of stories. This is kind of your chance to give her a way to share them. Every family is a little bit different. And in my family, we love to give each other a really hard time. So I've taken the approach in doing this of asking my mom to comment on some of those family moments that might be a bit embarrassing to other family members. Last week, my question was, mom, did you feel guilty that day you hit me over the head with your wooden clog and dad had to take me to the hospital for eight stitches? (laughs) Mom's response, back in the day, I was the disciplinarian of the house. And when you were eight years old, you refused to get out of Nancy's, that's my sister's, plastic kiddie pool. I told you 10 times to get out of the damn pool. You didn't listen. So I chased you around the yard. And when you slipped, I nailed you right on the head. That was the last time you got in that kiddie pool. Of course, dad had to lie to the ER and tell him that uh, that you fell on your head, but I nailed you good. The entire process with my life in a book is simple. And in the end, mom will have a great keepsake that can remain in your family for generations.
0: Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code RLRC at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com and use code RLRC for 10%
1: off today. Well, it's Lundy Graw. Don't
2: bring him to Albertson's. Either. Lundy Graw.
1: Y'all, oh, that's L-U-N-D-I for all you from, not from Louisiana. Like we say crew page, that's K-R-E-W-E. It's a play on uh, Louisiana words. That's right. So we're going to give you a little history
0: on Lundy Graw for those who may not be familiar. Even right. our co-host on this show, Mike, may wonder where that is. Is coming from how we got oh, yeah. that. I do, I do. Well, let's get into it. Lundi Gras is a popular name for a series of Monday events that take place during New Orleans Mardi Gras. It includes the tradition of Rex, King of Carnival, arriving by boat. Now, this tradition actually began in 1874, but the term Lundi Gras, which is French for Fat Monday, was not widely applied until 1987, when the arrival was brought back as a part of a series of river-related events under the name of Gras. In 1874, 18 years after the beginning of the modern car- carnival celebrations in New Orleans, Rex chose to have a grand arrival uh, in New Orleans from the Mississippi River. And once on land, Rex and his royal court were placed in carriages and driven through the city streets. The mayor and various city officials would present Rex with keys to the city and proclaim Rex's mythical and temporary rule over carnival. Typically, the proclamation decreed that the beginning of Mardi Gras and Rex's reign at sunrise the following morning. The Rex landing was a success and quickly became an integral part of Carnival season, uh, which are unique to New Orleans. No other country or parishes observed the Monday before uh, Fat Tuesday. The landing continued until World War I stopped Carnival in New Orleans. When the parades again returned to the streets some two years later, the landing had fallen by the wayside and a seemingly casualty of the war to end war, in 1971 the landing was recreated for a one-time-only celebration of Rex's centennial, and in 1987 Rex once again made a grand arrival on the riverfront at the foot of Canal Street, but now with the uh, the phrase Lundygall attached to the events, which would include concerts and fireworks. Mm-hmm. The King of the Zulu and Pleasure Pleasure. Pleasure Club Parades also participated in the modern version of the event. The mayor of New Orleans usually attends as well to salute the two carnival monarchs and turn over the symbolic control of the city for the following day. That's right. So that's what Lundegraal is all about. I'm
2: great with that. Uh, The only thing I wish is that they could make a special appeal to let them have it for 364 (laughs) additional days (laughs) and
1: give the mayor some time off. And And give give the mayor not have her flip the bird this year.
0: Oh, yeah. I forgot that uh,
1: Mayor Cantrell flipped the bird last year. uh,
2: No, she's improved her behavior a lot. She's been through some behavioral modifications.
1: Well you know well happy Lundy girl happy Lundy girl boys. I met the
2: Rex guy last year I didn't know he was it was that big a deal To that's I would have yeah. I would have made a bigger deal with him being the Rex guy oh so, he's huge
1: yeah uh, generally if I'm not mistaken is uh, they'll they uh, they come in from different directions and the parades meet up and that's when they they stop and then and there's the slew is done and everything else, and the keys are handed over, uh, and the toast is done. Yeah, it's a it's a big deal, and yeah. look, so unique to New Orleans. And it's unique it. to New Orleans, but there there are, yeah, Lindy Grohl. you're more correct so on that Tuesday the next day, yeah. when, which is when they're giving the rain for uh, on Lindy But they're almost every parish has its home parade from New Roads to. Or uh, the smallest. Oh, yeah. uh, New Roads has a great brand. Lafayette. Yeah, uh, Lafayette and all of them. So it's a whole month long celebration, y'all, to begin the Lenten season. But let's go to some kinky. Kinky. (sighs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Kinky, a little right. delayed kinky crime Story.
1: music today. Right. As we reflect on right. Lundy That's right. So we we'll take it out of the state of Louisiana and let's go to Florida, where a 38-year-old woman was arrested last week for threatening to kill her ex-boyfriend and this new girlfriend if the couple did not what? have a threesome with her. Whoa. All right? <laughs> hey, yeah. She <laughs> wants to be involved. Yes. Cynthia Ann Ray was taken into custody on Christmas Day and charged with one count of ag stalking and one count of written threats to kill. Um, This afternoon, after deputies responded to a home on a 911 call about a report of criminal mischief. Upon arriving at the scene, first responders immediately encountered an adult male who identified himself as Ray's ex-boyfriend and explained that Ray had been harassing him in inappropriate ways. The boy from Preface. His latest complaints, by numerous past instances in which Ray had threatened or wronged him in some fashion. For example, he claims she had recently slashed the driver's side tires on a truck his new girlfriend had recently gotten while the vehicle was parked outside the home. Then, after they replaced the tires, he came back and did it a second time. Y'all, that's uh, a carry <clears> on while yeah. honk. What they yeah, call that? While hon- honking the horn outside the house. He also claimed Ray had shown up at his home unannounced multiple times in the past few weeks without him want her to be there. And he told deputies he had been receiving disturbing messages from Ray. God, that dang, this crazy. Right, and showed them how he was receiving messages from Ray in real time, even while the deputies were there. Oh, wow. He then pulled out his phone and showed the message to which he had not replied. However, there were numerous messages in a short period of time. The messages that he was receiving while um, the cops were on the scene were Were over random topics, but stayed consistent, saying with Ray saying vulgar language to him and telling him she loved him. The defendant did send a message to the victim saying she wanted to have sexual intercourse with him and his girlfriend, and if not, she was going to kill them. The boyfriend then sent a message back to Ray asking that she stop contacting him. And she said she she did not care what he wanted, and she would continue to send him messages. And they found, uh, the cops found Ray. She was inside a tent put up on her mom's property. She claimed she had not left the residence all that evening, but deputies said the hood of her car was still hot from having been recently used. Mm. And inside the car, the cops found a knife. And they took her ass to jail. Dang! Away. And she was serious, man. Yeah, she's all about that business. All about that and business. She, and she looks unhappy. Mm-hmm. She looks. I'm on a threesome. I'm gonna kill on you. The, I will kill you. I will kill you. Yeah, that's and not that's gonna, gonna work. Yeah, I mean, that's not gonna uh, work, lady.
2: You know. I have a I have enough trouble getting yeah. you know getting my my member over here to cooperate. If I know I'm at gunpoint, there's no way it's happening. Yeah, so, right. That threesome is push, out probably. of the question.
0: I can perform under all
1: circumstances. Yeah. Even under Ana, gunpoint.
2: Ana, anaconda man can do many
1: things. <laughs> well, there you go. And let's get some banjos. What are you calling for the banjos today?
2: He knew. He read he read the read the field and knew it was time. So many great dumb criminal stories begin with the same three words.
1: Dumb criminal stories. <laughs> No. I don't know if it was Once upon a time.
2: A Florida man. Oh, (laughs) okay. A Florida man named Pete Simmons, as a matter of fact, in this case, had worked in banks his entire career. He was nearing retirement, and the fact that he would barely retire with enough to afford the small apartment he and his pet cat, Marino, Uh named after a certain football player, lived in really bothered him. He had been around such huge sums of money for decades, yet he had relatively little. That's when he decided to use his knowledge of bank procedure to make a one-time gambit. Pete decided to rob the Chase Bank on A1A in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. He watched the bank for weeks and knew that Thursdays between 5 and 5.15 p.m., an armored truck would arrive to reduce the bank's cash on hand. Striking just prior to the truck's arrival would net him the largest loot. There you go. So Thursday afternoon at 4 p.m., precisely, he walked through the bank's front doors. His training taught him that successful bank robbers take an immediate action to frighten people in the bank so they don't get too brave during the heist. Without looking, Simmons fired his 9mm Sig Sauer up into the ceiling.
0: Good gun. Mm-hmm.
2: Approximately 1.5 seconds later, a large ceramic tile landed on his fucking head, <laughs> knocking him unconscious.
1: That's a mess. Oh, as that's he not
2: good. as he began to regain consciousness in the back of a patrol car, uh, he swore he could hear the sound of banjos
1: uh, playing outside. That was, outside. A, that was a good. Gotta Bank. watch them can't, tiles. can't shoot the ceramic tiles. Yeah. Nah. He couldn't rob him today in Louisiana anyway. Banks are closed. That's right. Poor Pete. Yep. Worked
2: his whole career coming up at that
1: plan. Well, you know what? Mike, you're really screwed uh, tomorrow. Yep. you, you got to get out and in the city. Yeah. It's easy to record unless you're going to cry uncle now.
2: Oh, I'm all good. No, no worries. I get the jet. If to, <laughs> That's right. If I need to get on the Yeah, train, just the take train. the helicopter.
1: land landed in a few her Yeah, everybody. In. And happy happy Mardi Gras. Happy everybody. Mardi Gras. Hot air balloons out of
2: commission, I think. So,
1: yeah. 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 Chopper will yeah. do. Yeah, we can shoot down the hot air balloon. <laughs> the, <laughs> only takes one hole in that sucker. So, we love and appreciate each and every one of y'all. And if you're not in Louisiana, we hope you have a happy Lundi Gras anyway. And I'm Jim Chapman. Um, what you ever.
2: You guys are ending the show abruptly. I want to remind everybody that we've got a great new partner, BSM Cosmetics. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 absolutely Definitely want to tell. Dude, them you got to got to check it out. Go to any of our social media, click the link. It is first class. First and and class. look, if your man
2: is a Valentine's Day loser like Mr. Overton, yeah, over this, that, that, I'm the winner. This is Valentine's this Day. is your opportunity to make your own Valentine's Day because these people have incredible stuff. It's BesameCosmetics.com. It, yeah, it's not only uh, cosmetics. Use the code RLRC. It's all kinds it's of vintage a compacts
1: stuff. and yes, yeah, vintage Hollywood classic stuff, and you get a discount. What's the website? The to B
2: E S A M E. By the way, BesameCosmetics.com. B-E-S-A-M-E-Cosmetics.com. Code R-L-R-C will get you a 15% discount on any purchase. Yes. There you go.
1: Code R-L-R-C.
0: Get you some. All right. Until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm what do you ever And I'm Mike Agavino. Your host of Real Life, Real Crime Daily. Peace. Save big on brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.